you doing? I'm good. There's there's only two of us this week. I know. So Amanda, I was actually going to be the one that bowed out of this week's podcast. I've got like a shit ton going on. And then Amanda texted us and because we couldn't get the three of our schedules to match up. And then Amanda was like, I'm really tired from work. Is there like I'll still do the edit. Is there any time that works for both of you that you could just do this on your own? So that's what we're doing. So we're like, of course. So welcome to The Luck We Had, a shameless recap podcast. I am one of your hosts, Evan. I'm your other host, Lena. And we don't want this episode to feel like rushed, but we are rushing a little bit today (laughs) (laughs) Um, because like I said, we've got a lot going on, but we will just get right into it. Shall we? Shall we? We shall. You want me? You want me to narrate or do you want to do it today? Um. You can do it if you want to. Okay. We we gotta get you on one. Maybe the finale. I know. Well, oh, we'll oh let my it, God. we'll let Amanda do Emily because like it's mm, Emily, oh, yeah. and then we'll have we'll have you do the finale. Okay. Oh my God! <laughs> Amazing. Perfect. Today we are talking about episode four ten, Liver. I hardly know her. This episode aired on March twenty third, twenty fourteen. It was written by Davy Holmes. Uh, this is the third of seven Shameless episodes he writes through season six. He wrote three hundred eight when the, where there's a will. 405, there's the rub, this episode. 504, a night to remember, wait, what? 511, drugs actually. 604, going once, going twice. And 609, a year of one's own. I feel like there's a huge block of writers who only worked on Shameless from like season three to like season like seven and then dipped. (laughs) No, 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 because here's why. The show was supposed to end. At season oh, seven. Yeah. It was going to end. They were pretty sure they weren't going to get picked up. They, they, on, and, and the whole, their contracts all ended. So they had to like renegotiate. That was the whole problem between season seven and season eight with the pay dispute. Mm-hmm. They purged like the entire writer's room. Fucking hell. They all, they all found work elsewhere. I mean, except for, you know, like the people who also doubled as like producers. Yeah. Like John Wells, Sheila Callahan, or no, even Sheila Callahan was gone, I think. Yeah, um, no, I think she Nancy, left. Nancy Pimentel, like, they all stayed, but they totally got rid of everybody else. God damn. Anyway, other credits for Davy Holmes include he created the show oh, Get Shorty. Who, who was in that show? Why do I feel like... It sounds so familiar. Get Shorty, yeah. And for a second, I was going to say Steve Carell, but I think that's the movie Get Smart. Let's Get see. Shorty. Get Shorty, the show. Is it John Travolta? Based on the movie, well, the the show is Chris O'Dowd and Ray Romano. Ah, but the movie, movie has John. The Travolta. movie might be Travolta. Yeah, the movie is Travolta. He also wrote on Pushing Daisies, Damages, Law and Order, many other shows. This episode was directed by Christopher Chulak. This is his first of eleven Shameless directing credits. Get a load of this. This episode. 501, Milk of the Gods, 509, Carl's First Sentencing, 512, Love Songs in the Key of Gallagher, 601, I Only Miss Her When I'm Breathing. He did, that's crazy. He did the finale and then the premiere. Yeah, no sick. (laughs) 604, Going Once, Going Twice. So he worked with Davy Holmes again. Uh, 612, Familia Supra Gallegorius Omnia. (laughs) Yes, Latin. We love Latin in here. 601, Hireth, 605, Own Your Shit, 709, Aroboros, and 1112, Father Frank, Full of Grace. He directed the finale? Yeah, what the fuck? I was about to say. (laughs) Like, he disappeared and was like, hey, Oh, so he was responsible, somewhat responsible for that fucking Frank on the bar stool. For floating Frank. 
God damn. He was like green screen. That, oh, I'm familiar with her. No, yeah. Other than that, that that episode was it was well directed. I would say I thought. Yeah, everybody not a good episode, well. but it was directed well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He was also an executive producer in seasons five through seven, which was rough for him. I bet. Um, that's crazy that he left for so long and then and then came back. I wonder I guess. what made them like want him because it's the finale it's not well, just like any other episode we know that originally it was John. It, maybe unless he just unless he decided a long time ago that he wasn't going to do it but he's mostly directed like every other season finale most of oh, that. true and, and so it's just like it, it and and also like the premiere so it confuses me as to why you know john wells did not want to step in and do the finale but he just like wasn't there and all the cast was like <laughs> It seemed like there was some beef there. <clears throat> other credits include Animal Kingdom, Longmire, ER, a lot of others. He's very busy, very booked. The synopsis of this episode is Fiona goes off the rails, violating multiple terms of her probation by partying with Robbie's degenerate friends. When the family doesn't hear from her, it sends them into search party mode, not unlike their past experiences with Frank. It's gonna be a rough episode. <laughs> yeah, the previously on was done by lip-eating Amanda's pussy. <clears throat> I don't like it. Um, kind of a sleigh, though. Kind of a sleigh. <laughs> kind of a sleigh of him, because it's like, okay, yes, he gives oral. Homeboy always gives oral, are you kidding me? <laughs> I know, that's why it's kind of a sleigh. Anyway. <laughs> Previously on Shameless, Sheila proposed to a dying Frank so she can adopt her ex-boyfriend's kids. So Atlana threatened to tell Terry about Ian and Mickey. Lip started hooking up with Amanda, his roommate's ex-girlfriend. Carl met Bonnie, a bad girl who likes to rob convenience stores. Carol just had the baby and decided to keep it. Frank refuses to accept that he's dying. Mickey gave Kev a gun for protection. Fiona failed to get a job to satisfy her probation and got the smackdown from her ex's sister. <laughs> that was insane. So she went running that. to Robbie. Dude, that's it. That's a very filled previously on. Yeah, it was a lot. I, and I think one of the other episodes that I did, like, notes for the previously on was like insane i was like yeah. <laughs> it was so long also by the way amanda did the notes for thank today. you amanda we love you and we miss you and amanda's also doing the edit she's the best also she's not here so she's not here to put us back on track <laughs> i know so true. okay i'm here to do it i'm like my mom is coming you are true. <laughs> my mom's coming to visit me um so we open on fiona doing a line of coke and partying in a super fucked up montage it's like Anchor. a strobe light it's like montage. Awesome. It's, it's really a good. great montage. It's really cool. Um, especially that part where like the record keeps sk- skipping at the end when she's like laying on the floor because she's on Molly, right? Yeah, she's just on everything at that point. Yeah, she's doing coke, weed, Molly. Because they do mention later, they're like, you want some Molly? And she's like, no, I like. Or she goes, how's that Molly? And she was like, what? I don't want any. And then she goes, she's like, you, you already, already took, took it. it. And then Fiona's like, so wide-eyed. So Fiona's ankle monitor is clearly going off as it's 100% past her curfew. She's hitting rock fucking bottom. And there's Fuck you, Robbie. Yeah, there's, well, we can't just blame Robbie. We can't, but he know homegirl got the bracelet. She got an anklet. Yeah, and that, I mean, every, I mean, she doesn't think she has an addiction, but she is an addict. Oh, yeah. And so him- like, as an addict himself, but also, but, like, him enabling her is just, like... Yeah. We, uh... There's a very cool transition here from a coked-up Fiona laying on the floor, totally bug-eyed, right to a cut of Frank, like, dying in bed. 
same same Oof. type of framing, which I love when they do that. You know, like father, like daughter. Sammy tells Carl to go say his goodbyes to Frank, but when Frank asks for more pills, Carl freaks out and leaves. Yeah, because Carl thinks it's gonna be like a touching moment between them. Frank yeah. like pull, Frank like pulls him in. He's like, I have to tell you something. He like pulls him in, and he's like, more more, more pills. pills. Yeah, and Carl's just like so Fuck upset. You, dude. Yeah, this was really like the this was the beginning of like the splintering of their relationship. But oh, yeah. I really think it was finished off in season six. Meanwhile, Sheila is downstairs in her newly altered wedding dress, making wedding plans. That but, wedding dress is hideous. <laughs> yeah. I like, I don't know. It's just super like 70s, super 80s. It's so puffy. <laughs> but Sammy tells her that Frank isn't going to survive until the wedding. And Sheila's fully in denial about that. And she says, I'm excited about my marriage. And you're kind of being a downer with this whole your fiance is going to die thing. <laughs> I love her. She is everything. Sheila says that the tribal council that will decide on her adoption of the kids is in six days. And Frank can just die after that. Like, good True. for her. She's like, I don't yeah. give a fuck. She has her priorities straight. It's crazy to me that all she needs is like a marriage certificate. Like, they don't have to meet the husband. They don't care of his condition. They're just yeah. like prove you're married and we'll give you those kids over in the hospital v is in labor and kev is there supporting her but fiona's not there like she promised she would be because it is during daylight hours she could have been there yeah kev is very sweet though he feels so bad that he can't help and like he keeps talking but v really wants him to shut the fuck up because she's like in the worst pain of her life (laughs) isn't she like screaming and then he's like ah with her (laughs) oh yeah yeah yeah. because they do that thing where they're like okay like breathe with your partner like ah you know it's very midsummer (laughs) over at the gallagher house ian is making pancakes Mickey comes downstairs asking if Mandy's still asleep because, yeah, last week Kenyatta hit her. And yeah, beat Mickey... the fuck out of her. Home yeah, girl. like, really bad when we saw that one scene when she was bleeding all over the place. <laughs> she literally should have gone to the hospital. I mean, face wounds look worse than they usually are, but yeah. still. But, like, her eye looked like it was gonna fall out. Yeah, and Mickey asked what fucking time Ian got up if he's already making pancakes. Ian went on a run at 5 a.m., even though they didn't get in till 3 classic symptom of mania and he shows off the beautiful sunrise he took a picture of and mickey makes a joke about it must really clear your mind watching the sunrise after a long night of gargling old man balls (laughs) that's kind of funny but like mickey don't be mean (laughs) no he's not he's not just being he's jealous he's like yeah yeah must really be awesome looking at that sunrise instead of sleeping in bed with me after you shook your ass all night (laughs) you know because he's petty like that yeah he puts money in toward the breakfast and says that Kev is charging him for the rub and tug, which is a fun plot point to be referenced later. It's it's weird, though, because Ian's like, I thought you were broke. And he's like, doesn't he say, like, no, I just have a baby mama with her hand in my pocket? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, like, he, he, like, has, like, an active fun, and then all of a sudden, no, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Debbie comes in with the news that Fiona never came home last night, breaking her probation. Mickey pouring syrup on his pancakes from three feet up. Like, why is he holding it up so <laughs> He's high? He's like, I'm just checking something out. And he says, back to the metal motel. He slays. Yeah. No, he just got some like, one-liners. Yeah, the way that he speaks. Exposition. He's like, Debbie. I know I'm here for just entertainment. Yeah. 
And, you know, this is the point where one character has to explain things to other characters so that we as the audience also know things. Debbie continues with the fact that V is having her babies and someone needs to call hospitals looking for Fiona while she's at school. Also, where's her shift? Has anyone seen her shift? (laughs) Mandy comes in all beat up and tries to play it off, but Mickey and Ian are going to protect her whether she likes it or not. I really missed her. Me too. I know she wanted to be written off. Yeah, because I I was watching... uh... Like, when I was just, like, watching episodes for the recording, I just, like, kept watching, and I got into season five, and I was like, oh, Mandy, I was like, I miss you, and I got yeah. to the point where, like, her and Kenyatta leave or whatever, but, like, I was and like, And then she comes oh. back later. For, like, one episode. I just felt like her, I don't know, her ex- her exit was her so- Her send-off s- left her no plot. Yeah, it was so sudden, and it was it just, was like- It was all like- her getting, like, beat up by Kenyatta, and it was, like, really, like, hurtful to watch. Well, I mean, just to, like, I watch guess that was her. the point, but, you oh, know, yeah. still evil. But Mickey finds the shiv in the silverware cup on the table and gives it to Debbie, and Ian goes, 13 years old, and she's bringing a shiv to class. And Mickey says, man, I miss high school. <laughs> well, you dropped out when you were, like, 12. Like, you could go back. <laughs> yeah, no- uh, he dropped out when he was, what, like 16? Like 15 it, or whatever. Because well, in season one, he, like, talks to Lib and he's like, gotta be on that paper you wrote for me. And it's like... He probably dropped out when he was, like, a sophomore or junior. Well... Junior? He does say in season two in the dugout scene, Ian's like, you could go back to school. And Mickey's like, I would still be a fucking freshman. I haven't passed a single class. Oh, he probably just has gotten held back every damn year. Yeah, so he's he's Lip's age, but he uh dropped out somewhere between season one and season two. So he was he was Ian's year at some point because he was held back. So Amanda says, no, I'm not going to say that Mickey looks real sexy eating these pancakes. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to think it, but I'm not going to say it. That's right. She didn't say it. I had to say it because <laughs> Amanda wrote these notes in college. Amanda is babysitting Liam when Lip comes home from class. He thinks his test went okay, but Debbie then texted about Fiona being missing. Amanda asks if he can stay focused on his exams, and she hands him a laminated schedule for his tests. I honestly, I love her for being so organized, but if I was that organized, I would go crazy. It must be midterms, right? If she, if he's having, like, all these tests. What year, what time of year is this supposed to it's be? It's still the winter. But I thought he had a midterm, like, a couple episodes ago, because that was the one he was late to. With the one with, like, his jeans and stuff? Yeah, when it was all, like, I, I don't know. Sometimes, I don't know. I would say, I don't, I'm not, I didn't go to college. <laughs> you would know better than me, dude. <laughs> yeah, sometimes certain classes have midterms, like, a little earlier. And, like, though. would it be, like, midterms before Christmas time? No, this is the, this is the second semester. This is, um, winter into spring. Oh, so it's, like, February. If it was his finals, he, it should be, like, March or April right now. It should be April, it should be April or huh. May. Yeah, they, I feel like. I feel like I've definitely, like, friends I've had in school have just been like, why the fuck do I have all these midterms? It's not the time of year for midterms. Yeah, well, my midterms are coming up in a couple weeks, so that's, like, literally middle of the semester. But she then taunts Ron by discussing her and Lip's sex life, and it's like, Amanda, why are you being evil on purpose? Like, Ron, like, we get it, Ron doesn't care, but why are you trying to make him jealous? He doesn't give a shit, but, like, that's still evil like you were together first and lip didn't do anything but be nice to either of them like no it is so weird that she's like trying to make him jealous because he never did anything wrong to her she left him yeah and like it's not even like lip and him no they're buddies they're just they're just roomies weird amanda's just a crazy bitch (laughs) i think she's weird i think she's just trying to be like i'm getting some but it, it doesn't ron like have his new girlfriend there or is that later 
Is that at the? Is that when they're? Play, I think it might be later. It's like when they're playing Minecraft, and then they're like, ha 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 ha, and then they <laughs> make out. Out. Oh no! Hold on, I know when that scene is. It's like right before they leave for um summer vacation. Oh, so it's the beginning of season five, right? It's like the first episode. For yeah, her, the right? very beginning of season five. At Sheila's house, Sheila and Chucky are making wedding gift bags, and Sammy is doing a drug deal in the kitchen. Her dealer apparently has a hookup for liver transplants, which is weird because. Well, it's like most dealers are just some guy. Wow. I would totally trust that. <laughs> right. Like, it's uh, like who knows some guy. So it's like. Yeah. Just some guy who knows some guy. Sheila overhears this. Like, they were like, I mean, I guess it's like black market, but drugs feels like a totally different ballgame to me than organ transplants. But. Oh, true. <laughs> right. It's like, I'm not in the drug business. So I can't say, but. That's how I feel. Yeah, trying to get a couple oxys versus trying to get a whole ass organ. <laughs> anyway, Sheila overhears this exchange and jumps on board right away. Somehow, Sammy is the level-headed one here, pointing out that this guy's a dealer she met in a parking lot at a fish concert. Uh, but Sheila's like, but were the drugs, like, good? <laughs> like, like if the drugs are good, then he's, like, trustworthy. But again, it's like, she met this guy <laughs> in a parking lot at a fish concert. Why would he have a hookup for organs? Like, probably a decade ago. No, Fish still performs, dude. My roommate went to a Fish concert. It's like a three-day festival every time they go somewhere. I knew they still performed, but I was just like, Sammy probably met him a million. That's funny as fuck. No, yeah, she said it was amazing. She was like, she was like, I don't listen to Fish like that often, but the, the whole, like, experience, it was basically just like a festival. Dude, that sounds fun, though. <laughs> yeah, but since it's only, like, the one band, I mean, they play for, like, hours and hours, but the instead of it being, like, a festival, like, it's, like, organized by festival people, it's just, like, all concert goers that just, like, hang out. Like, they just hang That's out. Sick. No, it's, like, Let's I... Go. No, Look, she wants to take me <laughs> next year, and I'm, like, should I? When are... When, where is it held? Um, I feel like they have multiple. We'd probably go to the one in Chicago. Nice. Is it in the park? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, Sheila, unhinged Sheila is the fucking best. And oof, heavy time. Fiona wakes up looking run the fuck over on the floor of Robbie's apartment. All of the delightful drugged out idiots around her are asking about her ankle monitor and ranting about their friend's farm in Wisconsin. Her monitor has been cut off. Isn't there like like a couple fucking in the background too? I think that's during the montage. Okay. I think they're like fucking on the couch and Fiona's like laying on the floor. But somebody in the middle of the night cut her ankle monitor off and it's beeping and she's like still on ecstasy uh this is this is the part where it's like she's like how's that ecstasy and fiona's like no i don't want anymore and mm-hmm. and she goes you already took it and she, her eyes are like so like bloodshot yeah. she's like she's tripping balls yeah. i can't imagine how she feels she would probably once dude a nice cup of water probably would be so good she'd right be like now. this is the best <laughs> <laughs> and we join carl and bonnie walking home from school he doesn't want to talk about frank dying so bonnie proposes something to take his mind off of it like stealing a car love her and she goes over to this car she knows exactly what the fuck she's doing i'm pretty sure she like jimmy's the lock right she pulls out no she like pulls out like uh like a like one of car those breaking tool like yeah. one of those things jimmy used to have it just looks like a long like piece of metal and she just like like just in like hell yeah girl boss yeah carl is like i am in love with you he's like hey hey girl like what you up to <laughs> at the hospital carol comes in to meet the girls 
and barely lets Kev look at his son. The, that, pu- that still th- made me feel so weird. Like, homegirl. Right? Like, what are you, what you, are you baby, doing? You quote unquote tried to baby trap him and then didn't want him involved in your baby. Yeah, at least she's consistent with that, though. After the birth, she's like, okay, my baby. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> V is really disappointed that Fiona never came and is worried about her because I no one no one t- could tell get in contact with her to tell her but yeah and they don't know that she didn't come home at all yet yeah but this woman just shoved two human beings out of her body and is still worried about Fiona fucking Gallagher <sighs> that's a best friend right there also a testament to how much of a fuck up Fiona is sometimes because yep. like damn she I just had about her best friend and only thinks about herself like i just had two i just had two babies and i'm worrying about my friend right now but she's also not sure which of her twins is which and it's like yeah they're newborns they look the same it doesn't matter that much like you you just keep up with that (laughs) yeah you just like pick one and then like you dress them differently until you can until they you know they they grow up a little and then their characteristics get a little more separated me with fucking scout and violet on tiktok right now yeah i'm not on tiktok much anymore elaborate are they babies or are they yeah they're, teenagers? they're these uh two twin babies uh their mom is named maya i don't know every everyone knows like she like has gotten super famous super fast it's so insane but yeah she just has these most adorable cute little twin girls they're Aww. uh less than a year old um but yeah everyone makes fun of them and call them scotch and vodka or like <laughs> violent violence and silence like it's just it's like an inside joke no, that yeah. like they their names are everything but their names no yeah i love that but back at home debbie is going over everywhere they've called and looked for fiona she gives carl a list of places to call and check and he runs out to meet bonnie to get it done or to just like go vi- to just like go visit and bonnie's just like sitting like waiting in the car doesn't uh didn't doesn't debbie ask for a ride no, no, I don't th- no, think so. No, I think so. that's the later when they go to school or something. <laughs> yeah, well, and and because she's just like Carl's, like okay, like I'll go there, and then I feel like she's like, how the fuck are you gonna get there? Like, no, no, I, I mean they have the lip. L, but no, it's Lip. He's like watches Bonnie like drive off super fucking fast. Yeah, and he oh, it's it's literally like the next scene. But Mandy comes down late for work and asks Debbie if her bruise cover up looks okay. And Debbie's like, yeah, like, I can't even tell. How the fuck did you do that? And she goes, living with Terry brought out the artist in me. Mm. Oof. Oof. Mm. Does look really good. Bruce, her bruise cover up. You can barely tell. Yeah. Lip comes yeah, home. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. Lip comes home in Amanda's car and watches Carl drive off with Bonnie. But he truly does not have time for that right now. <laughs> he just kind of, like, watches. And then he's like, okay. <laughs> All right. Inside, Mandy says that Kenyatta is not the first guy to hit her, but he will be the last. And if Debbie is ever with a guy that slaps her, she should take her shiv and jam it in his eye. Don't even let him start. And Lip tells her to go for the scrotum. Kenyatta is not the last guy who hit her. That's the whole reason. Well, I mean, I guess that's the whole reason she like low-key killed that guy. She didn't kill him. He had a heart attack, didn't he? But he did strangle her. No, no, she did. No, she did. That's what they told the police is that. He had a heart attack. I think he had a heart attack. But no, he was trying to kill her. She like self defense and then he like bonked yeah. his head. Or maybe not maybe not trying to kill her, but he was trying to like strangle her like as like a kink. It was like a kink oh, no, thing. He was, he was just trying yeah, he was just trying to do something she wasn't comfortable with yeah. and she like self defense. Yeah. I'd have to rewatch that episode to like totally but, remember. But But as of now, Kenyatta would have been the last person to To hit her. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. He comes inside and sees Mandy in the house. He tries to check in on her, but she brushes him off. And, like, she kind of, like, shoves her way out and goes goes off to work. So 
Debbie takes over on Liam duty and she and Lip talk about what to do about missing Fiona. Debbie says, all I do is look for my family. I'm getting all of you ankle monitors. I'm pretty (laughs) sure Ian is like sitting in the living room on the couch or something. But Lip says all they can do is wait and hopes that she's okay, like taking care of herself. Back to unhinged Sheila. She's meeting with a shady surgeon who's not licensed in the States. And Amanda says, I recognize this actor from literally one episode of Grey's Anatomy. He's in one episode of everything. He's a character (laughs) actor. It's what he does. Yeah, no, I definitely recognized him too from just being like in a show or like playing around. Just playing some guy in a show, definitely. It's like good on him for getting so much work in this industry. Even if they're not like lead parts, it's like you got all those roles though. There's so many well off like actors who have been in like one of everything who were like that's my life and now i'm set for like, it like what you, gonna, you may not know my name but oh you know my face <laughs> dude i have been so back into like my adam divine phase i've been watching oh, like God. all and, like i me and some friends are gonna get together and watch pitch perfect again soon and i'm uh, like i get to see my special boy, <laughs> special boy. His, i remember when you started like getting into him into like workaholics in general and now it's like um guys <laughs> <I'm> back <laughs> guys this is the worst thing i've ever been a fan of i think <laughs> uh so this guy says that he has a facility and a team for frank's transplant and that after it's done they have to take him to the hospital the er will admit him at that point regardless of how he got to the lip how he got the liver they're like just call 911 20 minutes after we leave they'll take him to the er and he tries to jack up the price yeah i think the price originally agreed upon was like 22k but he tries to jack it up to 30 and then sammy and sheila talk him down to 26 um which is a lot of fucking money yeah that's a lot of money i don't think i've ever had that much money to my name ever yeah i get that it's gonna like save frank's life like it's a life-saving transplant but like Jesus Christ, like, where did they get this? Sheila has not worked ever since we've seen this show. She probably gets money from Eddie being dead, and she probably gets benefits. She said she had savings, she collects unemployment, and also Eddie's life insurance. Sammy got money from selling Sheila's house a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, But But that's still a lot of money just to have in your pocket. Yeah, for real. And then he gives them a number to call, and he gets up and leaves to get into the taxi that he drives. Is this when they, he's like, and this is your donor, and it's just a guy in another booth? Yeah, and he, like, doesn't speak any English. Yeah, he's just, like, he's just, like, like, tweaking out, like, doesn't know where he is, and he's like, this will be your donor, and Sammy and Sheila He's like, like, he's a perfect match, and it's like, did they ever take any samples from Frank? Yeah, they did, and then, like, I I think even Sammy or Sheila is, like, did we tell you, like, like what okay. if he, what blood type he is or, like, what? I don't know. But Anyways. just, I mean, just blood type also being the same as, like, it could still reject. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Sammy, again, is the only one here who's like, that's suspicious. That's weird. That's suspicious. <laughs> that's weird. And at home, Ian comes in from his Fiona search with no sign of her. He's quiet for exactly one second before asking why none of them ever learned an instrument. And he goes on this, like, (laughs) rant for a minute, this manic rant, you know, just talking faster than his brain can even move. But Lip cuts him off. The frustration of Fiona and studying starting to make him snap. But he apologizes right away. But it's like, no, Lip, like, you are right. He's being fucking annoying. 
I mean, I get that he's manic. He can't control it, but... But this is not the time to talk about wanting to learn the guitar. Like, homeboy, come on. Uh, he doesn't get that, though. He It literally, it's like, it's not processing for him. Like, he's like, I just, I don't get it. He doesn't know social cues as of now because he's just so, like... Because he's manic. Not himself. Yeah. So, Ian tries to assure Debbie that just because Fiona's gone, it doesn't mean that she's hurt. That when he joined the army, he just needed to get away for a little while. And it's like, yeah, but Ian, you weren't on probation. <laughs> Yeah, Ian, you just ran away because you got your little stupid heart broken. Like, not because you are coked out and went on a bender. Yeah, well, it's just the, well, you did the that stakes. Too, like, the stakes were different. Ian was not involved with the law. The law. <laughs> now he is, but yeah. we'll talk. Ian about also that. was not the head of freaking household. Like, you know. Yeah, like Fiona, like he didn't have as much responsibility. Love her forever. She goes through her own things, but she's the head of the household. Lip was at school when this happened. Ian is off his shits, as everyone knows, so he's not responsible for anyone. Literally, you got three children left over after that. Yeah, and Debbie Debbie can, like, decently take care of herself, but... Yeah, but still, you have a whole household. Like, but Carl gets into too much trouble to not have an adult around. Liam is a literal baby. When Lip even comes in with the bills, he's like, Fiona fucking was... My bad. I can't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> she's supposed to pay him. Yeah. But also he's like, yeah, like she's the only one who had like a good enough job. And then that whole thing about her like wanting to catch up on bills previously. Anyway, back to it. Lip suggests that maybe she's pulling a Frank and she just went somewhere to get fucked up out of her mind. Because what has she done lately that suggests that she wouldn't do that? And he's right. Yeah. So they shift their search from hospitals and morgues, like thinking that's an accident, to bridges and drunk tanks. <laughs> Lip has to go back to school, but Ian and Debbie jump on the search. This is a really fun episode for both of them. Their little yeah. team up. Fiona, meanwhile, is passed out again, but this time it's in the backseat of a moving van. She wakes up and is going to puke, so she opens the window and pukes out. But let it be known, it's not a normal window. It's a van window that so it's like, opens it doesn't really like open. four inches sideways. So she was like puking like... Like, with her head, oh my god, it makes, I hate it. I always have to skip that part. She definitely got a little bit of splashage on the, s- splatter oh on the side of the van. Splatter. Splashage? Yep. Splashage. Um, so she has no idea where they're going. And then I'm pretty sure, maybe it's at this point, maybe it's a little bit later, but one of, like, the girl earlier like, who said about the ecstasy farm. was like, she was like, don't you remember the farm in Wisconsin? Like, that's where they're going. Like, who are all these freaking people coked out of their mind going on a road trip? People they randomly? were hanging out with. And like they left Robbie at home. Like these these are Robbie's friends, but Robbie's not with them. Yeah. Also, fuck you, Robbie, for letting them take Fiona. He definitely did not give a shit. He was probably passed out too. Oh yeah, no, he definitely is. When Ian and Debbie yeah, when Ian and Debbie knock on the door, he's he still was, like he dead. was asleep. Yeah, he was asleep and he woke up and he was like, What the fuck are you doing here? At home, Sheila's asking the guy who's going to be Frank's liver donor for wedding outfit advice. Which he gives. It's in a language <laughs> that she doesn't speak, but he's being helpful. Why and did she's they like, just thank like, you? Okay, why did they just leave the donor with Sheila and Sammy? I don't know. The guy doesn't even like reference him when he leaves. He just gets up and leaves and leaves him with them. No, they were literally like babysit him. <laughs> just take him with you. <laughs> Sammy comes in and she tries to explain to Sheila that Frank has died. <laughs> And she's like, she's like, he's upstairs and his, I can't find a, and his, he took his last breath and he closed his eyes and his pulse went, and she was like, no, no, he isn't, god damn it. And she like, goes upstairs, 
and she tries to perform CPR and Sammy fights her on it, but Frank wakes up and stops them. So Sheila decides, fuck it, they're calling the taxi doctor and doing the transplant right now. And Sammy agrees. It's getting down to it. It's cutting it close. Debbie and Ian bang down the door of Robbie's apartment and demand to see her. While Robbie looks for her, because he's like, she might still be here, even though it's a fucking studio apartment. Debbie sees Ian stretching and he brushes it off with a new workout routine that works your shoulders. But there's like a split second when Debbie turns away from him and you see his face fall. And you can see that he's lying. Like, it's so fucking Mm. subtle. I I think it's because he's like, he's so energized, he can't stop moving. Yeah. Like, he he can't stop fidgeting around and debbie's like what the fuck are you doing and he's like oh like i've just been doing this new like workout good job cameron um thank you cameron yeah did you see that he's uh doing this like versace campaign he's part of he's part of the versace yeah i was i saw him posting it the other day and i was like okay model boy good for you like like go him i'm glad he's doing something entertaining (laughs) well i did not watch that movie that he did the I'm shattered movie. To. I heard it's like very similar to Misery, and I was just kind of like, well, also he he wasn't supposed to be cast in it. From the photos of it, and you saying it was like Misery, I literally was when I saw those photos, I was like, why does this just look like Misery? Yeah, and just like him chained to a bed, and then him covered in blood, and I was like, I think I'm and good. with like the broken leg. I I really. And, like, he wasn't supposed to be cast in it either. Like, he literally got hired, like, the first day of filming because there was a last-minute scheduling issue with the previous That's so lead. funny. So he didn't have any time to, like, learn lines or learn or do some, like, character work or anything. So he, he was, like... Was so pissed. He was, like, bruh, I needed at least a year advance to understand. No, he, he made a post. He was, like... He made a post. He was like, he was like, I wasn't as prepped on the character as I would have liked to be, but it was still really fun, like a fun experience. And I was like, <laughs> Shut up, you fucking method actor. Get out of here. Yeah, I think they shot it in like a very short amount of time too. It was something like sixteen days or. I feel like it was like filmed a couple months ago. I remember it being like not that long ago, I and it was very when they short. Were filming. Let me like double check just to make sure we have all of our because like ducks in order. Because I remember like they put like him posting. It was like. After Shameless wrapped? Yeah, it was... It, he, it was, like, a little bit after filmed, Shameless wrapped. He filmed, like, in May-ish. Yeah, he's just been, like, hanging out, chilling, doing his chilling. thing. You know, like, just, like, hanging out. Anyway, Robbie tells them that she left without her shoes, her coat, or her phone. Like, he's like, here's all of her stuff. And Debbie tells Robbie to stay the fuck away from Fiona. Thank you, Debbie. Yeah, she calls Lip and updates him, but he's taking a test and has to ignore it. So I'm pretty sure she just like leaves him a voicemail at the bar. Kev celebrates the birth of his daughters and hands out cigarettes and one round of half off well drinks. <laughs> and everyone's like, um, what the fuck is this? We got like free drinks when you got engaged or something like that. And he's like, um, and now I have two kids to provide for bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks in the cash register and sees it's empty. And Paco tells him to take it up with Mickey upstairs in the freezing Ooh, cold rub and tug. Mickey tells Svet to get the girls to show some skin. He says, they're not climbing Everest, they're climbing dick. And uh, he, like, turns around. He's like, he's like, hey, no, look at the fucking north. Why don't you lose the park unless you plan on banging Eskimos? They really got him saying the most. <laughs> His references, too. No, no, no. Because Nanook of the North, or Nanook of the North, like, I can't remember the exact title of this documentary. I, like, it's a pretty famous documentary. Mickey does not strike me as the type. Yeah, for Mickey to be the one to watch it. Like, maybe not watch it or, like, know about it. Like, he doesn't seem, like, the type to know about it. 
you know? Like, I'm like, how the fuck did he know what that was? Probably Ian just told him randomly. Ian just tells him a bunch of facts, and then Mickey makes insults out of them. Mickey's like, okay, so there's this guy, and they did a documentary about him, and he was, like, an Eskimo? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, cool. I can, I can work that, that in. Yeah, he's like, I can work that in. <laughs> Kev- no, it's just one of the writers being like, What's a very obscure reference that we can make a joke about? No, because they were smart for it. That I mean, that documentary came out like ages ago. Like I want to yeah. say, like in the sixties, maybe even earlier. Because oh, I know a okay, documentary. Mickey. Well, documentary now, like Bill Hader, um, yeah. and Fred Armisen's thing did a parody of it. Uh, anyway, Kev comes upstairs pissed about Mickey taking the cash, and Mickey says that he's charging for the whores now. Like Kelly girls. Instead of Kelly, it's Mickey. Instead of girls, it's whores. <laughs> so then Kev takes out the gun that Mickey gave him and tells Mickey to empty his pockets. And he says, are you robbing me with my own fucking gun? That's line is so funny. Amanda says that Noel or Mickey, whatever, looks fucking hot. That the scene is hot. Agreed. The only reason I would disagree is that he's like craning his neck so fucking hard to look up at him. And he's getting robbed. Yeah. He's being... And he's small. Like, it's like he's being emasculated as fuck right now. Like, I just look at him, I'm like, aw, like, that sucks. You're robbing me with my own fucking gun. I'm looking up at you. But then after he finishes giving up the money to Kev... Well, because he's like, he's like, you better put a bullet in my chest or something like that. But he gives over the money and he turns around to Svetlana after Kev leaves and just says, he's a fucking dead man. He's like got an evil eye. Yeah, he's pissed. Over to Bonnie and Carl striking out at another hospital. Bonnie says that her dad taught her how to jack cars. He's in prison, and Carl asks what the last thing she said to her dad was. She tells him it was something mundane. Like, it was something like, like, don't forget the something when you go to the store or something like that. And he asks her uh, to teach him how to steal ATMs like her dad. <laughs> what a thing to try to steal when you're, like, 11 years old. No, because they steal, like, the whole machine. They don't steal yeah, from they, the like, ATM. T- they just take the whole fucking thing. They, like, tie a bunch of chains around it and just drive with it. Yeah. Sheila meets God up damn. with the taxi doctor in a warehouse where they're literally building an ER, and she gives him the bag of money. How do you get that much in cash that fast, too? God yeah. damn. I mean, I bet she just traded it all in for cash at the bank or something. But if I was the bank, I would be like, what do you need this for, girl? What do you need like, all that cash for? <laughs> Maybe she could be like, oh, I'm buying a car, but, like, they're only, like, only accepting cash or something. Whatever. Very easy to lie. Back to Fiona, still asleep in the car. Her drug friends go inside at the gas station where they've stopped, and she gets out to go to the bathroom. She, like, stumbles out of the van. She's, like, in her socks, like. Yeah, and it's cold as hell. She only has, like, her little thin flannel on. I don't even think she has anything. She's just wearing a long sleeve shirt. She doesn't have any Mm. clothes. She has herself a lovely little breakdown. And it looks fucking freezing in there. And it's dirty as shit. And it's, like, scary, like, UV lighting. Yeah. She And she, like, pounds on the mirror. It's really sad. She comes out of the bathroom to see her drug friends drive away without her, which freaking sucks. Like, it's like, okay, at least you're not going to, like, bumfuck nowhere in Wisconsin, but now you're stranded. Isn't it, like, night, too? No, I think it's, like, right before, like, dusk. Okay, because I know she waits overnight with the gas station guy. Yeah, because I was to say then she waits overnight and then Lip comes by the next morning. So I think it's, like, right, right before, like, 
it, the sun starts to set. Yeah. Because if they left that morning when Robbie and them woke up, so they've been driving for a good couple of hours by now. Yeah, yeah. But in the makeshift operating room in the warehouse, the donor freaks out, but they put him to sleep anyway. Yeah, he's like, I'm done. I don't want to do it. He's like trying to jump out of the bed and they yeah. fucking sedate him. Which is, okay, if the whole thing turns out to be that they weren't transplanting anything, they instead stole his kidney, why the fuck did they need that guy? What was he for? They probably just, they did probably they steal con- organs from him? I was about to say, they probably convinced him that he was do- donating and then he was also going to get money, but they probably just took his organ and Or as maybe well. they were convincing him instead that he was getting also a donation, you know? Oh, yeah, because he didn't speak English. Because so there he was probably that language just, barrier. Yeah. yeah, so he probably maybe was told the same thing, like Frank was his donor or whatever, even though he would be like, why do I want a his? He yeah. needs mine. He tells Sheila and Sammy that the operation will take six hours and they'll call 911 when, when he's done. Bonnie and Carl run their car into a convenience store wall. She hands him a garbage bag and tells him to get milk and food and to ignore the atm and they take a moment to smooch a little cuties and it's like why are they getting milk and food wink 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 back to fiona she lucked out with a very nice gas station attendant who doesn't want her to freeze outside he's so nice yeah he offers her his phone to let her call up well because it's obvious that she's not like she's not homeless Mm-hmm. She literally Because she didn't want to like, come in to loiter, so she was literally just sitting outside, and he approached her being like, hey, like, are you okay? Yeah, because it, it didn't look like, because normally, like, if you see, like, a homeless person, like, they have some belongings with them. She had nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, she belongs somewhere, but, you know, Lip ignores the call because it's an unknown number, and she leaves a message telling him where she is and that she's sorry, and the gas station attendant then takes her inside. What a nice dude. He was great. He was the best. In the warehouse, Frank's operation is over, and the taxi doctor tells them to wait 10 minutes before calling 911. But Sammy decides, no, fuck that. He looks half dead. I'm calling now. Yeah. No, he literally was not looking good. Yeah. In the gas station, the nice man, whose name is Ray, gives Fiona a jacket and a coffee, and Lip calls back, and like we, I think we just see like kind of his see both points of view of the call but then he hangs up and he's like where the fuck is shibuigan (laughs) (laughs) where is that is that in chicago is it in illinois wisconsin because it's only about an hour or two oh it's in michigan (gasps) oh right i live in michigan i should have known that yeah they were in michigan is that nowhere near wisconsin i've never been i've been to michigan once you can go straight into wisconsin from Illinois. The fuck? They took the long way. He w- No, they were in northern, northern Michigan. Like, okay, you know, like, the hand? Yeah. They were, like, middle finger. They were up there. Oh. Why like, the fuck were they so far up? Like, That's so weird. On. That's what? They would have to cross the entire Michigan state. They did. They How did. long of a drive is that? Like, five hours? You Wisconsin is literally straight north above Illinois. It's like an hour or two to get there. So um, they go diagonal, like, into Michigan? Well, you have to go around the lake. Because, okay, Chicago is, like, right on the top right of, like, because there's, like, the lake right there. It's right mm-hmm. on the lake. It's, like, the top right of the state. It takes about an hour or two to get into Wisconsin. You have to drive around the lake, like, into Indiana, through Indiana, to get up into Michigan, and then they had to drive all the way north through Michigan, which takes a good, I want to say, like, let's see, because Columbus to northern Michigan is, like, eight hours. They were probably driving Jesus. for, like, nine, ten hours. God damn, and that's all. But I feel like they at the they time were they Wisconsin? left. Wisconsin? Yeah, I was about to say, like, that seems like they were not driving. There's no way they drove that far. Well, it's like, from- well, it's like yeah, drugs, but it's like, are you 
you serious? Are you telling me that the people driving were... She was only missing for, like, 24 hours, but they they would have had to leave, uh, like, the morning after their bender, because no one was left, fucking... I feel like they left real early in the morning, though, because, you know, like, when you're on... I feel like drugs and alcohol, like, even if you're tired, like, you don't Oh, there is a sleep. Sheboygan, Wisconsin. There is? Yeah. I think. Oh, there is. Damn, we went on that whole tangent. Damn, we damn. <laughs> <laughs> Cheboygan. Well, what area of Wisconsin is it in? Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a couple hour drive. It's along along Lake Michigan. All right, <laughs> and let's get back on track. Okay, Amanda, cut that out. We look like fucking. Amanda, idiots. we're so sorry. Amanda, we're idiots. <laughs> Liv calls back and asks, "Where the fuck is Cheboygan?" In in Wisconsin, from what we learned. <laughs> yeah, it is. In, well, I knew that there was a Cheboygan, Wisconsin, but then when I looked it up, the first result was. Michigan and I was like mm. Mm, okay anyway cut to a pop tart popping out of the toaster in the Gallagher kitchen and Ian tells Mickey that Kev is a friend he literally goes Kev is a friend <laughs> it's like mm. okay <laughs> Mickey's like and what about him so and Mickey says you know what when someone robs me with my own fucking gun they're not my friend I'm kind of funny like that <laughs> he like, is kind of funny for that well, like girl I get it like I'll be mad too. Mickey says that he's going to his house to get assault rifles and his brothers, and then he's going to Kev's house. Carl and Debbie talk about Fiona in Wisconsin. Lip is on his way. Mickey keeps like storming out of the house, angrily eating his pop tart, and Ian is like following behind him like a little puppy. <laughs> he keeps like trying to talk to him too. He's like, he's like, oh Mickey, don't do this. Come the fuck on. He goes, oh Mickey, come the fuck on. And it's like, okay, <laughs> like, okay okay a little fighting carl gets ready to leave for school and when fiona's probation officer and some cops roll in he books it out the back door regina asks about where fiona is and ian and debbie cover for her saying she's out looking for a job you fucking idiot though like okay i get that they want to cover for her they already know that her ankle bracelet is out of range and has been cut off yeah it's been disconnected they know she's nowhere to be fucking found right now like they have computers that tell them that it's like we know this <laughs> Yeah, she knows they're full of shit. <laughs> yeah. So then Regina finds Debbie's shiv and she says she uses it for knitting. She's like, she's like, I use it for knitting. <laughs> okay, girl. Girls make do. If we could have had the Debbie from this episode and the rest of the series, I would have loved her because Debbie is great in this episode. Yeah, no, she's entertaining. She's not annoying. And and she's not hanging around with those girls that are like making her evil. It's like she had so much potential. I get that they wanted to make her a layered character, but she already has like faults. She already was like had all of the good qualities of Fiona with her own personality. And then they just turned her into a bitch. Yeah, well, and also she had her own faults. Like that's the thing. If they were if they were like, we made Debbie this way because we wanted her to have faults. It's like you gave her too many faults. You, no, gave, you her gave her too, too many, many faults. Too many. And then all of her redemption things didn't make any sense because she still sucked. No, and then when they made her a lesbian, and we were all like, what? <laughs> we were like, we didn't want this representation. Well, we were like, thank you for the lesbian rep, but like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Okay. Back to Frank, who's being loaded into an ambulance while Sammy and Sheila tell the EMTs about the shady liver trims. Yeah, they're like, what's wrong with him? And they're like, oh, he just had a liver transplant. And they're like, how long ago? And she goes, like 20 minutes. Like 20, 25 minutes, and he's like, like, what? What? <laughs> At the ball house, Kev comes in tripping over the girl stuff while V takes care of the girls. And that is foreshadowing something that he keeps tripping over all this baby that stuff. scene is so funny <laughs> and he's like he's like kicking it around it's like the one with like the little like arches so it gets like hooked on his leg so he like 
kicks it crazy. Yeah. Kev is acting really paranoid and weird, probably because he picked, pissed off Mickey fucking Milkovich. <laughs> and while V tends to the girls, he gets a shotgun he's hidden in the closet out. I would also like to make a comment about how fast they send V home from the hospital and how twins are usually preemies who have to spend at least a little time in the NICU, but also mm-hmm. bad insurance or no insurance. And our broken healthcare system do answer a lot of these plot holes. Also, I mean, yeah, they sent they sent her home. It's not the same day. It's the next day. Yeah, it's definitely the next it's, day. It's at the this next point. day. I could think that they got home that morning, maybe. Actually, their their twins might not be preemies. It's the next. No, day. they babies must have not been preemies then. Yeah, because like yeah. they didn't say any issues in the hospital. They just had them, and then the next scene we see Kevin V's. The babies are at home. Yeah. I also think Kevin V, since they like own Alibi too and get health insurance through that, maybe I feel like they might they might have actually kind of decent health insurance as compared to the Gallagher's. But the Gallagher's, it is also like you're trying to provide for a family of seven, mm-hmm. and nobody's got like it's a lot of damn people, and nobody's got like a corporate job. Like yeah. Anyway, at the Sheboygan gas station in the morning, Lip comes to Fiona's rescue, and for the first time in forever, they make up. They hug, and she apologizes, and he says that he's just glad she's okay. And they both give Ray, like, th- like a little thank you on the way out. She, like, smiles at him. Because she's kind of embarrassed. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. girl. You should be. You should be. That is quite just embarrassing. Little, just a little. Just a little. Just a little. To the hospital, the doctor tells Sammy and Sheila that, no, Frank did not have a liver transplant today. In fact, he's missing a kidney. <laughs> and the incision And they is- get so mad. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, what the fuck? Like, they're like, we paid $26,000 to have his kidney stolen. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you fucking Yeah, dumbasses. And the incision is infected as fuck. It literally looks like someone put, like, some staples and super glue on it. Yeah, it got infected, like, so fast. But we find out that he has days, maybe even hours to live. And somehow, Sheila still asks Frank if he'll marry her. And he opens his eyes and says something to her that she hears as couldn't be more thrilled. But then he, like, she's like, oh, my God, like, yeah. And she, like, runs out. And then he pulls Sammy in again. And then he's like, more pills. (laughs) And Sammy's like, oh. (laughs) Like, okay. <laughs> okay, I got you, Bab. Bonnie brings Carl to the van where her family lives. She has at least four brothers and sisters and a mom that lives with them. He briefly meets her mom, who quickly has to leave for work. He's about to meet the rest of them when he gets the news that Frank is getting married and also dying. Does Bonnie want to come? Does he go say, like, do you want to go to a wedding? Yeah, he's like, do you want to go, like, meet my dad? Joining the boys again, Mickey is still determined to gather his guns and brothers and kill Kev, and Ian is following him trying to like stop him they're like at the milk of a house they go inside to see mandy who earlier in this episode said that she was done with kenyatta in the kitchen cooking for him they're both shocked and pissed but mickey is quicker to give up on trying to convince her to leave than ian is because he's like if i can't convince her like i'm not gonna force like i can't force her she's my fucking yeah. si- she's my sister she's tough like yeah she makes her own damn decisions yeah uh but ian like goes to mandy and tries to talk to her and he grabs her arms and she fights him off and like they, they start like kind of pushing each other and that's when kenyatta yeah. gets up and gets in ian's face and he's so fucking tall oh my god huge huge (laughs) ian snaps and pulls a knife on him and holds it to his throat very army training of him cams like freaking ian switches up so fast he grabs that knife and is on him so fast there's like a freaking darkness it's it's he like like anything behind his eyes gone yeah 
suddenly Mickey's at his side, carefully talking him down. And Ian, he tells Ian to like look him in the eyes and hand over the knife. So he does. They get their shit and they're both like trying to catch their breath. Like they're both like, oh my God, like what is going on? Ian like leans over the fence. Like a spell has just been like broken. Yeah, no, he's like. (gasps) Yeah. Finally, Mickey like voices his concerns. He's like, one minute you're like Superman making pancakes, running around, taking pictures of the goddamn sunrise. And the next you want to cut somebody's throat. You smoking meth or something? (laughs) And like, I think had he known, had he known about mania, he would have seen it. He would have been like, no, this is, like, fucking mental illness. But Ian ignores all of Mickey's questions as his phone rings. But, like, Mickey's been around people on highs and lows all the time. So, of course, he's like, are you just fucking smoking meth? Like, everyone else is just tripping all the time. Like, are you good? Yeah. And so he ignores him, goes to answer his phone, and Mickey goes, yeah, please check your phone. I'll just yell at the fucking wall. (laughs) Such, like, such, like, behavior of him. Like, just, like okay petty like yeah he he voices his concerns but the text that he got was about frank and he turns to him he's like frank's dying or something he like he's, or, <laughs> he's no, like and no all he says is all he says is it's frank and it's like we all know what's going on with frank we join fiona and lip on their way home he makes her eat something but she says she doesn't want to be frank or monica and she doesn't know who she is anymore but she knows that she's let the family down and lip yeah. apologizes to her too for turning his back on her after everything she's done for them and it's like, yeah, like this, this was a thing that happened because both parties abandoned their responsibilities. Like this, this was like equal fault. Yeah. Cause like they both have like been giving each other the cold shoulder for so long. We're more so lip to Fiona, but it's yeah. both of them being like, we both were shitty. Well, Cause Sorry. it's like, she does, she does need help and she needs yeah. compassion, but, and he was not providing that for her. But at the same time, in the first place, like she let it slip. Mm-hmm. She took on all that responsibility and she knew every consequence that would have come with it. Yeah. So Debbie calls and is so relieved to hear that Fiona's okay. There's a very sweet I love you moment between them. And then she drops the bomb about Frank dying and marrying Sheila. Like she's like, <laughs> she's like one, two punch. She's like, Frank's getting married. Also, he's dying. <laughs> <laughs> to the balls. They're struggling to swaddle the babies when Kev gets a text from Debbie. It's a text from Debbie. Fiona's safe. What'd she say? Read it to me. Fiona's safe. It's like <laughs> that line is so funny. Just like that, because like she's like, oh my god, oh my god, read it to me. What does it say? Fiona's safe, right? Like, but that's like <laughs> so something that would happen in real life is that you expect a little more information. Like, oh, she was at she like we found her at a gas station in Wisconsin. Like, she didn't like, have any shoes on. She went on a drug bender. Like, blah, blah, like blah, blah, blah. she was passed out, and people brought her there like against her will. You know, you know. But it's just like. Fiona's safe. We hear two shots from outside and Kev freaks out, grabbing a shotgun and going outside, but it's just idiot kids setting off fireworks in the street. So he shoots them away, comes back in, and then trips over the baby thing that he tripped over earlier and the gun goes off. And I think it Ugh. shoots, like, it shoots somewhere into the kitchen. It They have, like, those, like, between the dining room and the kitchen, there's, like, there's, these like, little panel things. Yeah. There, there's, like, the, it's, like, the stained glass little panels. I think it shoots yeah. through one of those. It does. And he's, like, oh, my God, like, d- d- are the babies okay like are you okay and everyone's fine silent yeah v was just sitting at the table but she freaks the fuck out and tells him to stay away from her and he promises to get rid of the guns and they kind of like they kind of make up here pretty quickly like well he He she's she's not very receptive to like his touch but he like wraps Mm -hmm. her up in his arms anyway and is like i promise like i'm gonna get rid of the guns Mm -hmm. at the hospital ian talks like an idiot about how cool the wedding's gonna be but it's unclear if frank and monica are still married i think they I think they I think divorced. they are. You think but, so? Uh, but 
I know, but I think, uh, at, like as the, at the like sometime during like season five, we find out that like I think Frank and Sheila aren't really married because the divorce never went through with him yeah. and Monica. Yeah, yeah. Like, but they they were married, but like when some legal document happened again, and then they find out that they weren't never re really legally married because the divorce never went through yeah but whatever i mean like he's dying. what are they gonna do get mad bye no one gives a shit debbie says that she forgives frank for everything he did unless he dies and then she doesn't (laughs) i love that and i think they're just like they're like standing in the in the hospital room with frank he's passed out uh and carl does not have any wise last words a bunch of alibi people are also there and sheila comes in in her wedding dress while kermit marries them king i love that he married them yeah. Meanwhile, Lip brings Fiona to her probation officer's office. She says that last time she was there, she thought she was so different from everyone else sitting in the waiting room, but now she fits right in. She tells him he can leave to go study, but he says he can just study right there. Did they give her some shoes? They, they took her shoes from Robbie. Oh, okay. Yeah. But no, but does Lip have the shoes? Yeah, she's wearing them now, I think. And she's got like a jacket and stuff. And it's like something has been mended between them, like sins forgiven. And they're back to being like each other's one and two. Mm-hmm. Back at the wedding, Kermit marries them. And as Sheila kisses Frank, some nurses and doctors come running in and say that since he's in serious condition, he's been moved up the waiting list. So he's getting a liver, which mm-hmm. if you're an alcoholic, you aren't even eligible to join the list until you're one year sober. You could be on death's door. If you aren't one year so- sober, uh, UNOS doesn't even know who you are. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I did not know that either. Also, Mickey is in this scene. He's there. I never saw him oh. before. But then someone posts, like someone posts, like the when they're wheeling Frank out of the room, like you can see him. He was at the wedding, which I thought was so, so funny. fucking funny. He's like right outside Ian the door. Was like, Ian was probably like, "You want to be my date? Like, you want to come with?" <laughs> well, because they probably went straight there, and he was just like, "Yeah, oh, okay, like, are you gonna come?" Like, That's and- so funny. I don't think I ever saw Mickey in this scene. I never saw him. I just assumed he wasn't there. I assumed they like went their separate ways. But then somebody on Twitter like posted the scene, and they were like, just that little short clip of like where you can see Mickey when they were like wheeling Frank out the door, and they're like, "Mickey's like right there," and it was like, "Oh my god, what?" <laughs> like, oh my god, hey. Like he was like at this little fucked up wedding like okay girl but anyway last scene regina king is sitting fiona down and she goes do you want to go first or should i and we just kind of like stay with fiona as she like contemplates what she's gonna say Oof. the credit song is ribbons by heliotropes and there's no after credit scene because they want you to feel next week on shameless let's fucking go it's emily frank wakes up after his surgery ian is acting up in public with mickey pissed that mickey keeps hiding lip brings amanda's parents over to the house for dinner ian gets into a fight mickey's face is bloody cps (laughs) shows up frank is having memory issues and fiona is in prison for 90 days i'm so excited i'm so excited i hope i hope we can get our schedules like really well matched up oh yeah we have to i get my schedule probably soon yeah it's it's a little complicated now because like you guys work days and i work nights yeah and i'm also in school during the day so it's like we only have weekends this weekend was just a little weird just because i have family here but Mm -hmm. i think we'll get it together we'll be like okay we're sitting down for like four hours i know we need a whole ass session for that one yeah well what did you think about this episode i love this episode it's entertaining as hell like it's good it's just like really good it doesn't feel filler season four is just so nice to watch like i just love season four like 
Yeah. I think every episode in season four, I can enjoy every episode. Especially the back half. Yeah, and it's like, no one's storyline feels wasted. It doesn't feel, like, this episode specifically doesn't feel like filler. It's simply aftermath to things, Mm -hmm. like, to major events that happened in the last episode. Yeah, even though, like, everyone had all of their own separate little things this episode, they all tied together in, like, a a good way. Like, they all tied together not in a, everyone was just randomly involved with everyone's bullshit, but they tied it together with, like, everyone getting a text message and then everyone together at the end while everyone also is still dealing with their own shit in another scene like it's good it felt more like i don't want to say more real because nothing about the show is realistic but it felt more real in terms of like the dynamics that a family has where you come together for the big things but you all have your own shit we probably had what five or six different things going on this episode but it all felt equally like i understood everything going on yeah and and everything felt true to character like nobody felt like outlandishly out of character ever mm-hmm. nothing was out of place it was just a nice episode of just another fucking chaotic experience drama. for all of them yeah drama it was great but fuck a comedy this yeah. ain't comedy what are you talking about like what are you the only time I laugh in episodes is Mickey being a dick to people. Yeah. Great, great episode. Anyway, that is the end of this episode. Um, yes. I, if you want to, like, talk to us, send us messages, send us emails. Um, our Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok are at the luck... Or, or, at, or if you want to send us messages, DMs, emails, uh, our Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok are at luck we had Pod. One of us will respond to you. Can't say who it yes. will be. But... It will either probably be Amanda. Um, it will probably be her. <laughs> She's always up on that. <laughs> yeah, and our our email is like we had pod at gmail.com. If you guys want to buy stickers or if you guys want to buy a t-shirt, you can check out our website, uh, theluckwehad.card.co. That is in the bios of all of our information, our TikTok, our website, our Instagram. We do have a bonfire campaign going up, yes. But Lena... Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kojak, C-O-J-A-C-K-K. You can find me on Twitter at Durs, Holmvik, like the character from Workaholics, except the L is an I. You can find Amanda on Instagram at AbnormalAmanda18. You can find her on Twitter at AbnormalAmanda. You can find her on TikTok at AbnormalAmanda underscore 18. Evan, (laughs) I thought I'd plug her since she's not here. Evan, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at IamOK4000. You can find me on Twitter at InternetLifeYo. Or you can find me on TikTok at Unevent. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. And Amanda, we love you and we miss you. And we will see her next week. (laughs) If you like this episode, let us know. Rate, review, subscribe. It does matter. Um, Let us know on our socials or anything like that. Get excited for Emily. Let's fucking go. I'm so excited for Emily, dude. I'm so This is the one episode we have only ever talked about. We talk about it, I think, every single episode. Like, we we name drop a couple episodes. This episode is the name drop one. one. (laughs) If someone wants to go in and tally every single time we have mentioned emily so far in these past four seasons probably you will you can come be a guest on the show (laughs) if you tell us how many times we've talked about this damn episode yeah but we are gonna get out of here yes we are all right right. good to see you bye lena Bye. bye everybody